0: You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, sponsored by Franklin Professional Associates, excellence in staffing and recruiting, and supported by regional leaders like Rollstone Bank and Trust, where you matter most. And welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis and Cat Deal. We're on the road this week over in Sterling at Fifty Lemonster Road. Cat, where are we, and who are we speaking with?
1: Well, today we are over at Mem Dance Theater, and we are joined by Mary Elizabeth Tinnervin. And Mary Elizabeth is the co-owner, an artistic director, and ballet mistress. No lie, best title ever <laughs> I've ever read. And we are also joined by Matthew Queen Jim, and he is also the co-owner, and he is the executive director. First off, let me just say. It's so nice to be back in a dance studio as being someone who danced as an adult. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for letting us be in here today. No problem. Yeah. Thank you for coming.
0: And as someone else who dances as a kid and as a teenager, it does feel great as well to be back here. It
1: does. Uh, I
0: feel like I'm going to have to start breaking out my time steps. I know. I feel like we're going to have to do
1: some buffaloes. All right.
0: <laughs> some pullbacks. We can some have a pullbacks. demonstration later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, uh, can you tell us each about your background and
2: how you got into owning and running a dance company?
1: It doesn't happen by accident.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, so for me, when I was younger, I started actually in theater, in a theater camp with my cousins. And I like really liked being on stage. I know that's really uh, surprising to everybody. Um, <laughs> and then I had done that for a few summers. And I told my mom one summer, I was like, all the best roles go to the people who can dance. So you have to put me in dance class because I need to learn. And um, she put me in dance here in Sterling at it was Performing Arts Theater back then with Lisa Hughes. I was in an all boys class. It was I was terrible, um, but I loved it, and I've been doing it ever since I was eight years old. And Paula took over the studio twenty years ago. I started working for her eighteen years ago. Wow! And then um, yeah, went to college at Dean College where I met Mary Elizabeth to get my bachelor's and. That's it. So this is really a full circle moment coming back and being able
0: to own and now teach kids where you first started as a kid yourself.
2: Yeah, we've taken over the third generation of uh, the studio. It's our 40th season, our 40th anniversary.
3: That's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: And Mary Elizabeth, what, what about where did you start from to land here?
3: Yeah, so I grew up in South Carolina, Hilton Head Island, and I had tried probably every sports activity in the book because I have two big brothers and I just kept coming back mm-hmm. to dance and um when we moved to Hilton Head Island, John and Karina Carlisle, they owned a school and Karina was a principal with American Valley Theater. And um John also was with Savannah Valley Theater and He did a lot of Southern companies too, ballet companies, and they opened up a school in Hilton Head. And when I was in the third grade, my mom said, let's, let's check this out because we had just moved from San Francisco. And I didn't like my teacher in San Francisco because she'd hit me with a cane. It makes all the difference when
1: you don't (laughs) like the teacher. Yeah,
3: yeah, she's pretty brutal. So I quit ballet for like a year, but I'm like, eight, like, what's that? a year's nothing that's nothing right so i get to hilton head and my mom can tell like i just need some like art in my life and she would take me to museums and put me in art classes and like let's learn about impressionistic painting you know so i grew up in a very accepting artistic home so when I met John and Karina it was like my whole world changed and I have synesthesia and I have a couple learning um curves I guess I'll say and um she really and John both Karina and John really helped me overcome those make them like a strength rather than a weakness and I did summer intensives throughout my entire childhood as well so during the summer you go to like American Ballet Theater summer program for five weeks, Boston Ballet for five weeks. I did Juilliard, Um, I did lots of things, anything I could get my hands on. I just like could not get enough and was professionally dancing by 13. And then I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts for eighth and ninth grade. And I came back to Hilton Head to finish 10th, 11th, and 12th grade and my dad and i made a handshake deal that he could find a college with a dance program before um, a company would want me and this was quite <laughs> quite the handshake deal <laughs> because at 16 orlando ballet wanted me for their training sh- it goes apprentice trainee and then full-time company member mm-hmm. and then you go into the branches of you know soloist and then prima and then you're like principal, you know, prima principal. So I was like, I got this made. And my parents were like, no, you're not going to go to a company at 16. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You're so kid. You need to be a kid for as long as you can be. And I'm like really glad that they put their foot down. Mm-hmm. So I walked onto Dean College campus and I was like, I could see myself here. I could do this. And I honestly felt like I was just very behind academically because I've moved my entire life too. Yeah. So Having gaps in my education, I just thought you're a little slow. You're not going to be academically anything, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, because of the educators that I had in my life, Mrs. Maurer and chorus, Mrs. Creech on the piano, um, Marie Nixa, who still helps me with math problems, um, Margaret Stupinski who was like my advocate in education, and then you know my mom also worked in the school system as a school nurse, so. I had a whole village like literally raising me. So get into Dean, huge surprise. Meet Matthew during the um, placement audition because we have to get put into certain levels. He's the only guy who knows the contemporary modern combination. And I was like, I got to know this guy. He's like a beautiful mover. I love him. I need to know more. (laughs) And we had creative movement together. And we like we put quotes around this. We like got in trouble together, but we weren't really in trouble. But we, were. I don't know about that.
1: I'm just, I'm just
2: making that clear. Very, I don't know. Innocent.
1: We're very, <laughs>
3: very innocent. Very um, innocent. And the dean of dance, Joni Palladino, she, uh, you know, she sat us down and she was like, "Guys, we can't do this." <laughs> and we were like, "We know, okay." But we walked out of that meeting, and Matt was like, "I guess we're best friends now." <laughs> and we just been really. Uh, We've just been inseparable since then, don't you think? Yeah, since yeah. 2007. Yeah, so then, wow. Yeah, yeah, so then we would like spend our summers together. We would hang out as much as we could because I don't live in Boston, Matt does, <laughs> you know. And so I was going back and forth from Hilton Head to New York because my parents also lived in New York City. So, um, we would spend a lot of time talking about what we wanted in the future. And we were in the village at a Starbucks, and Matt bought CVS <laughs> <CBS laughs> notebooks. And we wrote down like our 10 year plan. Like, we want to own a school. And while we were doing that, <laughs> freaking Tina Fey walked in. <laughs> and we were like, okay, this is like fate, right? So, what? Yeah. yeah. It was quite the
2: New York trip.
3: Quite the New York trip. (laughs) We also saw Tyra Banks. It was like a whole thing. We were like, guys, this is it. (laughs) The signs were everywhere, people. The signs were everywhere. So, well, after we graduated, I was in a bunch of ballet companies. You continued working all over Massachusetts because he didn't just, yeah, yeah, he just didn't work. Here at uh, what was Palamiola, he worked everywhere. He got me a couple jobs here too when I moved to Cambridge and again was in about five different situations with (laughs) teaching and being in companies. And um, then I went to a company which was not a good time and I ended up um, calling my dad and saying, listen, um, daddy-o, what's the next step? Because (laughs) this is not working out. And I'm in the middle of, like, a Harris Teeter parking lot <laughs> mm. and in Virginia. And he was like, what do you think about grad school? And I was like, you're so silly. I'd never get into <laughs> grad school. And he was like, well, I have the application in front of me. And I think of this is a good did. idea. Of course He was ready for you. He was prepared. He
1: was prepared.
3: Yeah. So I went to NYU for my graduate degree. And I feel like Matthew did that degree along with me. And um, then I went to Nashville and taught at Vanderbilt University and Austin Peay University. And I wasn't very happy there because I didn't have any family there. Got my puppy there. (laughs) And then I called Matt and I was like, I just want to be a Massachusetts man. I just miss you. And like, if I'm not with him, it just doesn't feel right. And then Paula called me, offered me a job. Everything was great. COVID happened. Yes. (laughs) And um, we were up and running within, what, four days here? And again, the vibe here is awesome. The kids here are just like the best people and dancers you're going to meet. Same with their families. And we were just living our best life being together again and teaching every day, all day. And then Paula offered us, <laughs> during COVID, the opportunity to take over the school. And honestly, thank God for face masks, because my <laughs> mouth was agape. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, here we are. Like, this is... And there's your, That's your dream. Yep. Yeah. Two CVS notebooks.
1: And almost, how many years later? It was
2: almost 10 years to the 10 day. 10
1: years later. Because
2: it was dated. I had dated it, of and course. I found it while we were writing our business plan for this. Mm-hmm. I had called Mary Elizabeth, and I was like, you're never going to believe what I found. And she was like, what? And I sent her pictures of it. I was like, and it was dated. It was like June. I don't know. It was like mid-June. And we had been started talking about everything in mid-June. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it it's was a beautiful
1: faith. full circle moment.
0: For the two of you, what's it feel like to be able to know that you accomplished that dream that you had penned 10 years ago in a random parking lot in a notebook. <laughs> but to be able to say that you did it. You, you accomplished yeah. what you wanted to accomplish.
3: It's surreal. I mean, I'll wake up some mornings and be like, I don't hate going to work. <laughs> I don't have to answer to anybody. Um, I'm in charge. Yeah. Matt's in charge. We get to make our dance community like go into the future. We want it to be constantly evolving, constantly improving. We don't want to stay stuck in the times, but we want to respect our heritage, you know. Everything that Paula gave these kids, we get to now use and go forward Mm -hmm. with. So we're very grateful to her and the history that she gave this institution. And then Matt's whole entire journey here, like that's a huge huge full circle moment. And I don't know how you don't wake up every morning and you're like, holy <laughs> crap, man. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's great. It's great to wake up and know that you're doing something for your community. You're doing something for the future of dance because you get to witness these brilliant young minds, young and impressionable minds and what they could be and help them get there too. Because we don't just focus on dance here. We focus on full journey of a person. If you're interested in costume design, we can facilitate that. If you're interested in tech, podcasting, we can facilitate that. If you're interested in early childhood development, we have an assistant program. If you're interested in administration, let's go for it. So like we have lots of things that go along with our dance program as well as our acting program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
1: really nice to hear. You're really looking at this as a theater experience mm-hmm. and it is not just a dance studio. Right. But to the dance end of it, what do you offer in terms of dance? Mm. Because you are listing so many services. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I've, you know, having worked at a dance studio and my kids were there and then I danced there and my husband danced there, mm. you know, I, I got to see what that was like on the other side of that desk. Yeah. But I, what do you offer for classes in terms of for the, for the community? Yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, we offer classes. We start at age two, then we go through high school. Um, so we offer like creative movement, ballet tap and tumble for the littles. And then um, as they get older, we have ballet, tap, jazz, modern, lyrical, contemporary, hip hop, acro, musical theater. And then we also have an acting program. Um, so they do like, we do also do like weekly acting theater classes as well.
1: Who teaches the acting classes, Matthew?
2: The amazing, wonderful Joey Andrade. Whoa, not you. I thought for sure
1: you might be involved in having a theater background. I
2: was a student of his (laughs) many, many years ago. Um, but yeah. Yeah. How many staff do you have here? We have... 15 faculty members and two staff members.
1: Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. And so you mentioned
0: you took his theater class back in the day for you. Yeah. What's it like to now be on the other side working with folks that you might have either danced with or danced under for years?
2: It's uh, definitely a change, but I built really great relationships with everybody I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so funnily enough, when I when we first took over, we had the transition One of the first people I called was Nicole Cavallaro, who's our jazz teacher. And she has been here for 20-plus years. She was my teacher growing up. She was my mentor growing up. Um, I had stayed in touch with her, and so I had called her that day. She called me back, and I said, Hey, so I don't know if you've heard the news. She was like, What? (laughs) And I said, So Mary Elizabeth and I just took over the studio. Like, So, you know, I'm really excited. (laughs) She was like (laughs) – she goes – you can't be my boss. You're my student. <laughs> I said, I know, but it's great. I mean, it's been great. Most yeah. of the faculty here has all been here, you know, for many years. I had many of these faculty members growing up. So, but and they've I, all been very, like, they're very open, very receptive. I think Mary Elizabeth and I came in with a very clear vision of what we wanted the school to look like. Um, like she said, respect the heritage in the past that we've had, but, want to drive it into the future and they've all been very on board um and big proponents of that mission and the the rejuvenation that we're bringing to the school.
0: And I think that's got to speak a lot to the culture that you've created and the culture that already existed here and how you're able to merge that with the fact that so many people have stayed on yeah. and and are really kind of embracing the new leadership. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it, we weren't sure <laughs> after the announcement because it was yeah. a surprise. We had been working on a website for about a year. We had had, like, a photo shoot. So we had images to, like, promote on social media, which is a whole new beast that (laughs) I need help with. (laughs) But that's a whole new learning curve, too. And so when the announcement happened, everybody was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And, like, I'm not from this community. I've been teaching here for four years prior to us taking over. So I was like, I really hope people show up when we Open the next day, and like everybody showed up. People were really nice, and they were like, This is great! Like, we can't wait. And yeah, like, you're now in charge of people who were in charge (laughs) of you, which is always a little fun give and take. But there's mutual respect, and we want their years of experience, we want their help, we want their advice. And it's always a really nice open communication here, too, because if you can't be open about it, then what are you doing here, (laughs) you know? So, we're we have. I would say lots of faculty meetings via Zoom. Thank God for Zoom, because then you can just be home. Mm -hmm. We check in with our more serious students on our professional company, um, our professional dance company, and we do evaluations every year with them. What are your goals for the new year? What do you want to do this year? Do you want to scale back? Do you want to scale forward? Like, what can we do to help you with that? So we're constantly checking in, which is a new way of teaching because back in the day, it was like you either get it or you don't. (laughs) Mm. You're either a dancer or you're not. Or you have the right body or you don't. And it's not like that anymore. Everybody should be able to dance no matter how old you are, how young you are. And in our younger classes, it's more about spatial awareness. Um, When you're four, you think you're still attached to your mom, like (laughs) your backside. So when they see a mirror, their mind is blown that they have their own backside. They can make their own decisions, you know, lots of colorful scarves. They love bubbles. Our older kids love bubbles. (laughs) 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 You know, it's continuing to educate ourselves, too along with our faculty as well, because the curriculum should always be updated. It shouldn't just be one time, one and done.
0: We're gonna shuffle away for a minute, but we'll be right back here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast.
2: Do you have the right high quality employees to successfully compete and grow your business? Franklin Professional Associates team of recruiters in Lemonster is here to help you hire the best so you can be your best. Visit franklinprofessionals.com today.
0: Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, Travis Conn and Cat Deal. We're chatting with Mary Elizabeth and Matthew, the co-owners of Mem Dance Theater over at 50 Lemonster Road here in Sterling.
1: Talking about your curriculum, um, what are some of the benefits for for putting your child into a dance class, especially as young as two years old? Like you're saying, at four, even they're still like not autonomous. Yeah. But there I know there are so many benefits for when you start a young child with dance. What are some of those benefits that you guys I mean, find? I think
2: for the younger, it's just it's mostly about that social interaction, mm-hmm. learning how to interact with kids um, that you don't see every day, how to work with different personalities, you know. Like Mary Elizabeth touched on spatial awareness, you know, in our Monday class in the little kids, you know, they would they had to change the structure of bubble time because <laughs> when they would do bubbles. The kids, you know, run around and get excited and one of the little dancers was always crashing into another dancer (laughs) on accident, not hard, but like then refused to apologize because he said it's his, he thought it was his bubble time. So now they have to do individual bubble time. So just like learning those kinds of lessons and just like it also helps with like self esteem, Mm -hmm. you know, confidence, um, learning how to be in a room with other people and be confident and introduce yourself, you know, for our older kids, how to work in a group, how to work with people you might not like, you know, and yet still have to be collaborative and focused towards a specific goal and, you know, work together. You know, we try to say, you know, we want our kids to be good dancers, but we want them to be great humans. Yeah. Um, that's our that's our biggest priority is, you know. The dance is great and it's has a lot of positives and it's, you know, good artistically and everything like that. Um, but the life lessons you get out of it and be, the person you turn into because of it, I think is even more important and mm-hmm. more substantial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And looking at the two of you and your, your friendship now spanning what, close to 17 years. <laughs>
2: Ooh, that sounds like a long time. <laughs> That's been a long time.
0: <laughs> but to now be having the business owner hat on as well and kind of being co-owners, What's that dynamic like where you work with your best friend every day and you also own a business together? It's great. We never fight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Our relationship has always been um, very open. Yeah. He doesn't ever know when I'm not anxious, just like with him. He doesn't ever know when I'm not handling something. Same thing with him. We are, have to be very open. It's different than our best friendship. It's now business shit. Mm-hmm. So separating that was a huge learning curve for us. Yeah. And being like, you know, having to say some really tough things to each other, whether um, if it's our working style, our learning style, our attack style, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. And that's been just a massive learning curve. We've always had respect for each other, so I think – What could probably go awry in a relationship like ours is losing respect or not having respect to begin with. Mm -hmm. And we already know what each other possesses gifts. So I'll know, like, for instance, if we're in an older group rehearsal, he will already understand how to edit the music. (laughs) I don't know how to do that. He will already understand the formation of a piece. Okay, great. I'm a ballerina. I'm not (laughs) a competitive dancer. He will already understand how maybe they will get scored, what angle you should be looking at, and maybe the situation and vibe of the piece. I have a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. One, I'm a ballerina. Two, I don't count like he counts. <laughs> Three, I have no musical editing or video editing gifts like he does. So we're able to combine that prior to rehearsal or even during rehearsal. We don't have to say a lot to each other. Kind of freaks people out. We speak in movie quotes as well, which also really um, probably upsets people. <laughs> but it's very it's very simple. It's a good. Back and forth. He also knows that I can't handle one more thing at a time. He can do multiple things. I've counted. I think you're up to like six at a time. (laughs) I cannot do that. So he won't overload me with that. Um, He also knows that maybe my interface with a child's going to be different than maybe you would do it, right? He also has history with a lot of these kids, and I don't. So Mm -hmm. then he can give me perspective on their history, but also we have lots of meetings together and I think we also have a nice give and take as well. We're not going to tell you how you should be right. (laughs) We're going to facilitate how it could go. You have multiple options. Um, I was watching the housewives the other day, which is something that Matthew and I also love. And they talk about breaking the fourth wall when the camera crew, the sound crew, the tech crew, like, you know, bravo, 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 as Denise Richards would say. Um, You can break the fourth wall as a performer and as a human in dance. And it's the way that you break the fourth wall. A lot of it is strategy. So I was actually talking about that with one of our older students the other day after her solo rehearsal with us, which is like 30 to 45 minutes to kind of really huge chunk of time with them um, to think about lots of details. And it's like if you don't want to give a lot of corrections, you should only give a child at least three corrections at once because beyond three, they're not going to remember that. That's not fair. And we were talking about breaking the fourth wall. Like, you want to be different this year. You want to engage more people. You have to break that fourth wall. Mm-hmm. So then I brought in on reality TV. And she was like, oh, my God, I totally know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we, it's it's probably a different way than maybe our predecessors probably yeah. would have done it. But we do it that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was going to say that that's much more keeping in time with keeping in tune with what's going on times around you. And you do have a long history here. And this this studio has a long standing in the community. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that, you know, not only has the studio remained and it has gone through three owners now, um, how do you guys, how has the community embraced you? I know that, Matthew, you've been here and Mary Elizabeth, you're now here for how many years in the region? It's got to be seven mm-hmm. years, yeah, eight yeah, years, right? Seven years. Seven, seven years. Yeah. So- You have a business in the same location and doing the same thing. How has the reception been?
2: It's been really positive. Um, Internally with our current students, it's been really great. You know, we have definitely put a bigger focus on the community and, like I I like to say, like going out beyond our four walls, um, which is something I think that the generations prior to us didn't as much do. They were Mm -hmm. more internally focused Um, We just have a different perspective. We want to be that part of the community that people were out there and people go, oh, I know them. They're really nice or they've done this or we did this event. So that's been a really big thing. Um, So we've been doing like some community events like we did the Clinton um, old town, old home days. Um, We've been doing, you know, I've been going to a lot of Chamber of Commerce events and meeting a lot of people and making a lot of connections that we've then been able to use those whether it's opportunities with different public school systems or, like, different cities. You know, like, we've been talking to people in Fitchburg and different things, ways that we can help bring the arts to them, um, make the arts more visible and accessible. And we've also met people, uh, great people through the chamber, like um, Josh Allen from Josh Allen Design. Mm -hmm. We met them through the chamber, and they actually helped us with our set design for our Nutcracker. That's amazing. Yeah, for our first year. So we we refreshed our whole like party scene sets and they uh, collaborated with us and helped us design that and come up with a plan on how to do that. So, I mean, that's just our biggest thing is like trying to be uh, not just like a part of the community that people know about, but be a part of the community that people like see out there in real life.
1: I love
2: that. And people will have another opportunity to see you coming up soon with a show we're going to be talking about,
0: but um, getting back to the classes and I know you kind of mentioned competition as well earlier. What do you offer in terms of performances and competition opportunities throughout the year for the students that attend?
2: Sure. The competitive, the company, um, I mostly oversee. Growing up, I was a competitive dancer. I, after college, judged for a lot of competitions. I still judge a lot of competitions. I'm going away in two weeks to um, judge. So that's what kind of keeps me connected to that community. Uh, So we offer that for more intensive students, So we start with, like, our trainee program, so that's our youngest kids. They do two routines. Then we have our um, apprentices and then our pre-professionals. So it just goes by number of hours that they're able to commit to their weekly classes, and they all have, like, a minimum, like, commitment of routines. But we split it up that way so that, again, if students want to be minimally involved, like, if they don't want to give their whole life to dance, they can be a part of our apprentice company and just you know, commit to their five hours a week of classes and do two or three routines and call it a day. Like it's not that, you know, we totally accept that. And then our students that like, really, this is their thing. This is their passion, whether they want to do something after school or not, uh, you know, after high school is fine. But, you know, they commit to like seven or eight hours of classes a week. Plus they do four or five routines. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're here. There are kids that are here all day, every day, you know, five days a week. Um, And then we offer a ton of performances.
3: Yeah, the performances we start with is Nutcracker, and that's just an exciting holiday tradition. And we start with our youngest, so six, they would start as a baby mouse. (laughs) And then they go all the way up to like 18, 19 as like Sugar Plum Fairy. And we do two school showings, which this year we had about a thousand kids show up. Wow. Wow. performance. And in between intermission and second act, Matthew (laughs) goes out as Drosselmeyer and maybe two other um, characters like Clara or maybe Mouse Queen. And they answer the kids' questions. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we take, like, a selfie with
1: them. How magical is that? So, they so have where so was,
3: was the performances? 1,000 kids per. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a huge audience. Yeah, yeah Monty Tech yeah. in Fitchburg. We love them. So, yeah, that would be our two school shows. That's and then great. we do two public shows. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not cracker. And then we just added, last March, Sharing the Arts Together. And that's an opportunity, again, to be more community-oriented. We... Invite guest artists within the area and in New York too to come and perform with their companies in our first act of the show. There's two acts, so they perform with their company or they perform a piece that they've choreographed um, along with our company. Um, all ages of our company will pick a couple pieces that we think would be a good performance opportunity for them to kind of get the jitters out, but also it's a great it's a great experience for them, and then. We go to second act, intermission, and we're doing, this year, act three of Sleeping Beauty. And Sleeping Beauty is a really long ballet. It's about four hours with intermission. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 Don't no. worry, it's not four okay. hours. No. <laughs> Don't be scared to come. Right. So we're doing act three, so yeah. Sleeping Beauty's woken up, she's ready to party, we're at her wedding, and um, the prince and her are getting married. And we uh, start off with some garland dancers. We have some gold, silver, diamond fairies we, with variations that are probably centuries old. <laughs> and then we have Sleeping Beauty and the Prince. We have Puss in Boots and the White Cat. We have Bluebird and Princess Florine. And they're all storybook characters that show up, Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf, um, for the wedding because it's a celebration. The Prince and Princess Aurora, they close it with their pas de deux, their variations, their coda, and then everybody dances in the finale and then show over. And it's a way for our dancers to dance with professional dancers. It's a way for them to experience um, other people coming into their realm of their world, right? And um, we try to do a lot of publicity about it because it's a new show. Mm-hmm. Then we have um, Experience MemDT or Mem Dance Theater, which is our end of the year recital. We start choreography in January in our normal weekly classes, and all of our instructors, us included, <laughs> we choreograph maybe a two minute, three minute piece within that technique class. So a ballet piece, a tap piece, a jazz piece. And we have how many shows of that? Two.
2: Three shows. Three
3: shows, but we do, like, the different divisions of it. So you Mm -hmm. have, like, a morning and an afternoon afternoon and Mm -hmm. an evening. So it goes really young, not as young, and then our oldest is in the evening. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's all the hard work, sweat, blood, and tears that they've poured into their year class. And they get costumes just like they do on the other shows. And it's just a nice way to show their families, like, this is what I do. <laughs> so that's our end-of-the-year recital. So we have three opportunities throughout the year that they can really go off. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So your third act Sleeping Beauty performance mm-hmm. is coming up soon.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: It is. Yes. Can you give some details about it? And how yeah. can people find out and get tickets?
3: Yes. So... Uh, You'll see it under the title of Sharing the Arts Together. That will be the title of the show. It's at Mondi Tech, and it's on March 15th and 16th. At Well, March 15th is, is at 7 p.m., and March 16th is at 2 p.m. So it's a nice evening and then a nice, like, afternoon matinee situation. You can see it advertised on our website. You'll see it on our social media. Um, we will also put ticket like a ticket link on our website, You can hear about it on this podcast. (laughs) So
1: tickets are available on your website. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah. Went live on the 14th. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a poster that you'll see on our all over town, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah.
0: And for listeners that want more information about taking dance classes, maybe themselves or getting their families involved in your dance classes, in your theater, in your performance classes, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and find more information?
2: You can uh, reach out to us right through our website, which is, you know www.memdancetheater.com. Um, plus, you can send us an email. You can call us. Uh, we're always here, so you know we'll help find the exact perfect fit for the perfect class for you.
3: Yeah, we also have our Facebook and an Instagram, so you can direct message us. Matt mm-hmm. and I are the only ones that look at that, and <laughs> you direct message us, and we'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> You'll get the owners. Yeah. Yep.
1: Well,
0: Matthew and Mary Elizabeth, I want to thank both of you for taking the time out of your your busy schedules to be a part of the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you
2: you so much for having us.
0: And we'll be back next week with an all new episode. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.